Welcome to GradCast. On this podcast, I uncover all the do's and don'ts of being an APS grad and the tips and insights you need to know to make the most out of your grad year. This time on GradCast, we have a special guest who knows about TikTok. I uploaded that, I think, at like midnight and I woke up to 13,000 new followers and over 30,000 likes and over 10,000 comments. Work personalities? So I'm a communicator, a creative and a pioneer. And they were just like, you like talking to people, you like collaborating, but you're not very good at the detail. So yes, I have dabbled in the APS and um, I have learnt a lot coming from the APS, which I am no, no longer part of. And real estate. Share housing in Canberra is, is a fantastic idea. I don't think there's a good enough platform yet. But that's just a taste of what's to come. Let's get right into it. Here in the studio, I'm joined by one of Canberra's favourite personalities. Uh, she calls herself the Secretary of Canberra. It's Brianna Williams, also known as BreeJean198 on TikTok. Bree, welcome to GradCast. Thank you for having me. I feel very underqualified, but also excited by this. I'm so excited to have you here on the show. Bree, can you start off by um, introducing yourself? How would you introduce if we just met at a party, how yeah. would you introduce yourself? Um, so nine to five, I am a local real estate agent here with LJ yep. Hooker. Um, and then in my time off, which doesn't happen, like there's no such thing as time off in real estate, but to alleviate the seriousness, I am a, I'm a TikToker or a content creator. I prefer not the word influencer. Sure, However, I was going to ask, yeah. I do know that that is a word we commonly use for people online. Uh, I prefer content creator. Okay. So, yeah. um, and how did you how did you start creating content for for TikTok? Completely by accident. Um, it was I I love a good tea review. Uh, so I started doing that as sort of an introduction into TikTok, and then one day I had that frustrating feeling. I'm sure most Canberrans do when you've watched the news or any media outlet, regardless of what side, and it's and they've just gone today in Canberra, and you're just like oh my God, it's Parliament House, it's the pointy thing, not Telstra Tower, the other thing. And so I just, I got fed up and and in, in the sunset time, which is one of my, arguably one of the best times in Canberra is sunset. Yep. Because like all the, cla- like apparently we have some of the best sunsets according to some um, meteorologists. They are awesome, aren't they? They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. our clouds are set low enough that the sun right. looks amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's a TikTok I found, surprisingly. Um, there you go. So, Educational, right? Yeah. So I filmed some stuff and I put a vo- voiceover and I just said, there's more to us than this. There is so much more to us than this. And all you know, it is based off what you've seen on the media and what you've subconsciously been told over the media. And I went, I put, I uploaded that, I think at like midnight and I woke up to 13,000 new followers and over 30,000 likes and over 10,000 comments. And I was just like, oh, I've jumped into something I wasn't prepared for. I've girl boss too close to the sun. Um, and so then I had to be like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And it's just spawned from there. Yeah, sure. Okay. And a lot of your content is very like, I guess, insider knowledge in terms of Canberra and particularly the APS. Yes. Um, so that, you have a background in the APS? I, I do. Otherwise I'm not allowed on here. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, but no, I, I am from, I do, I'm Canberra born and bred yep. fundamentally. And my philosophy is the town you grow up on is like, we're kind of like when you're in a farm town, even though we are bush capital, but when you're in a farm town, you grow up to become a farmer. Sometimes you might 
break away from that. But sure. typically that's the trajectory, right? Yep. And it's the same sort of philosophy here in Canberra. You grow up in Canberra, at some point in your life, you will become a public servant. Sure, it's sort of your destiny in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's not it's not your chosen destiny, but like sometimes <laughs> it is. Sometimes the yep. work you want to do is to help people and the APS yep. is definitely an area that helps people. It might not feel like that sometimes, but yeah. Ultimately, yeah, that's so. Yes, I have dabbled in the APS, yep, and um, I have learnt a lot coming from the APS. Sure, which I am no no longer part of. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So former APS, current real estate agent, TikTok content creator. Uh, is there anything else we need to know about your identity, Bree Jane? Oh Jesus, um, she, her. Those are my pronouns. Yep. She, her. Um, that's a good way to start. And, um, I also want to just acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people, um, on the land on which we record this podcast today. Um, so always was, and always will be in my opinion. Mm. So that's, that's my last thing. So sure. Great. <laughs> um, so Brie, you were in the public service and when you worked in the APS, you mm. did a bit of, um, recruiting, um, Correct. worked in the recruiting space. Uh, recruitment admin, but yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, we, I guess, have a lot of grads who listen who, yeah. Are, Aptly are named. Of, yes. That's right. <laughs> um, do you have any sort of um, things which maybe grads wouldn't know, but you know sort of from the recruiter perspective, which might be helpful? Yeah. So I I came into the recruiter space as a contractor. Yep. As like, um, and that is a good way to get into the APS sometimes mm. is just to become an, a contractor. Sure. Um, but I come directly from the APS from that. And I came in halfway through the recruitment process for grads, um, specifically for the Department of Infrastructure and Regional Development, which doesn't have an acronym, which is very very frustrating. Um, and my experience there was how many like hoops they had to put in place just to dwindle down to the grads. And it wasn't, be and it, they don't put that many out there because they want to make sure they've got the right, they're doing that so they can get rid of more people because yep. this, these jobs are considered so like we are the most, not overpaid. We are the highest paid um, public servants in Australia, like our salaries are higher than the rest of Australia. Mm. So therefore that it would attract a lot of people. Yep. Um, public policy is involved then and helping people. And if you want to help like the farming area, get into politics and stuff and help that sort of thing. So there's a lot of great incentives to become a public servant. Therefore that attracts a lot of grads. And so you've got to dwindle that down, right? Sure. So the best way to dwindle that down is to create obstacles. And so those obstacles include filling out selection criteria that includes a psychometric testing that includes a selection, um, a recruitment. Um, oh my gosh. I'm where you have to all get in the, I've blanked on that word, but it's a whole two day workshop yep. where you have an interview. Um, you do like team building exercises Yeah. from my perspective. And I'm not speaking on behalf of the department and that should always be noted. I never speak on the behalf of the department. It's from what I observed yep. is that they are just trying to find things to split you guys apart mm. on us. And, yep. and grads get so upset if they don't get into the, into the grad position they want and you, and they want feedback immediately. They're like, can I have feedback on what I did wrong? And ultimately they did nothing wrong. Sure. It was just because like they, like they might've come across as not as very collaborative as the next person. And you can't really say that to them as like a, you don't seem like a very team player. Yeah. So you have to word it in a way that's more just like, well, just based on the whole, like you, it, and, and it becomes very public servant and bureaucratically speaking. So sure. there's nothing wrong with anyone who applies. It yeah. just sometimes might mean it's between you 
and it's splitting hairs. It's splitting atoms at yeah, this point. Sure. So, so is it just yeah okay? Is it just a numbers game then, or are there ways to improve? Like, um, I guess if you do multiple applications, you improve as you go. Oh, absolutely. Always yep. apply. Like I think I watched one of your TikToks recently where it was like Tom. I think his name was was it yeah, Tom? That's right. And he applied for. I was yep. like, I was like, what a rogue human just applying to one. I was like, Jesus. Um, but what I have learned as well from friends yep. is that they apply. They have their dream departments, mm. and then they apply to other departments because it's the same philosophy as university. If you can't get into the department you want initially, get into any department and then you have the opportunity to frog leap and get into the department you want. Because once you're in the system, you're in the system. It's a lot easier to transfer than it is to leave and then come back. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and are there things that grads can also do um, or anyone sort of wanting to work in the public service to understand themselves more, which might be helpful for... Um, careers or sort of understanding where they can I think this, I think this taps more into the work I'm currently doing more than, yeah, than what's sure. in. I think it's understanding what sort of person you are in the workforce. And that comes really hard when you go into university and then go directly to the workforce. It's sure. really hard. Um, but there is certain like things out there, such as the five voices, um, yep. a disc profile, um, all these sort of things to help you understand how you are as a person and help you mm. use buzzwords that yeah. help the recruiters sure. because they might be like, oh, because there's, there's a ways of like saying like, I'm a connector I'm a pioneer I'm a helper those sort of words there is a whole different language Mm. when it comes to recruiting that I don't think gets spoken about and it's an art form it's not something that you naturally know sure um the word continuous improvement comes to mind yep because we're always continually improving right but that is a buzzword in the APS what's your continuous improvement um there's a lot of crossover between the consultancy world and the private world and the APS. Like they still use words like KPI and stuff like that, but it's a whole different language. They even have flashcards in there to like, my aunt gave me flashcards who was in the industry for over 30 years of how to speak like an APS person. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, that's how we built my selection criteria and how I applied for my job. Yeah. Okay. So So it's more than just knowing the acronyms, but actually sort of talking the talk. Understanding the the lingo, understanding how to write a selection criteria answer. It's not an essay. It's a 500 word paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then relating it back. So yeah, it's a whole science. Yeah. Okay. Um, Brie, you're someone who is uh, neurodiverse. I am. um, How does that affect, I guess, the way that you think about working in the public service and Um, Well, I didn't know I was neurodiverse when I was in the public service. Um, And knowing what I know now, I can clearly see why I struggled. Um, The the APS um, promotes itself as as diversity. It always asks you that question of just like, do you identify as as a diverse person or Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander? Um, Because they do have diversity metrics that they would love to hit. Um, So... I get why people get nervous to answer that question though, sure. because it could feel that you're putting your hand up and say, and like, and, and trying to make a spectacle of yourself. That isn't necessarily correct. They're actually doing it to help you yeah. in some instances. Um, they do it for workplace incidents and stuff, and they might get you a, a book. It's just a way to help them accommodate to you. Now, had I known about how I work, my brain, 
um, all these sort of things, I probably could have gotten the direction that I needed Mm, to be able to be, because I don't think the jobs I did in the APS were effective or worked for me as a person. Yeah. I was in financial services and in recruitment and that's a heavy administration thing that involves a sure. lot of high detail. Yep. And not that I'm not highly detailed, I have hyper-focused moments, don't get me wrong, but I have to be passionate about that if I get yep. into hyper-focus mode. So those jobs necessarily are very um, challenging for someone who might be neurodiverse and who isn't passionate about it. Sure. So, um, had I known what I'd known, it would have saved me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. It would have saved me a lot of tears. It would have saved me an eager to please people. Um, yep. which is a very common occurrence with people with neurodiversity. Sure. Um, and it's only now that I'm actually starting to understand my brain that, I'm going, oh, okay, how would I have approached that differently? Sure, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Would you have, um, I don't know, like done, I guess, the, the selection criteria or the application process, would you have done that's, that differently? That's not neurodiverse friendly. Those, those, yeah, those sure. selection criteria, those questions, those resumes, that is you are literally creating. You, we just talked about how they're mm. trying to dwindle down. Yeah. But ev- even before the first hurdle, that neurodiversity, unless you're passionate about the department and passionate yep. about the job, yep. it is struggle city to sit there and, and write a selection criteria and – Neurodiversity people, neurodiverse people tend to be very good at pattern identification. Yep. So selection criteria is very pattern based. Sure. Um, and the problem is neurodiversity is so spread out and yeah. certain people can be really good at certain things and others are not that some, some neurodiverse people would really excel at the selection criteria, but might yep. struggle at the social interaction. Yeah. Okay. And it could be reversed. Sure. So for me, that was the worst part of the job. Okay. Um, that's why I had to get direction. That's yep. why I had to get like my aunt to help me. Sure. And I, but once I was sitting in the chair like you and in an interview, yep. I was fantastic. Okay. My sure. dad has always told me I, in, oh, sorry, that clicking might have not helped just then. Um, but <laughs> We're good. Uh, once I was in the interview, I was fantastic. My dad has yep. always told me that I interview spectacularly because mm. I'm always very confident. <laughs> so I've ended up in like final job interviews where probably jobs I probably wasn't meant to be at. <laughs> like, sure. So confidence is good. And having someone to, to help you with the application mm, process, are there any other things that you'd advise? It's hard for people that don't live here. Sure. Because um, the, the connections that are not only in Canberra but in the APS um, are fundamental in getting into the APS. Yep. Um, you think Canberra is a one degree separation, the APS is 0.5. Sure. Um, and uh, I have learnt growing up here, and it's not just an APS thing, where you cannot burn bridges here mm. because everyone knows everyone. And if you leave a really bad reputation with one department, it will carry over to another. So I'm not saying like be cautious, but I'm saying treat people with respect yep. and your name will be intact. Sure. So because it, I've heard, I've seen so many stories, I've heard so many things that a person might have a temp transfer, an S26 as we call it sometimes in the Department of Employment, yep. um, and they come over and then they might come over and then it's like the speed of sound and the speed of light are different. The speed of light, they're here, they've arrived. The speed of sound travels slower but eventually gets to the department and if they've yeah. treated people with disrespect or been snaky or been backstabby, mm. it will eventually get back to that department. It'll just might take a little bit longer. Sure. So, yeah. 
I know that sound, that was a really roundabout way of answering it, so I hope I did answer it in uh, the end. That's good, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess the, the culture of Canberra is, is sort of quite, um, in some ways, a bit inseparable from, from the APS, and there's a Correct. lot of crossover there, yeah. Correct. Um, I, I, well, we're fundamentally, like, I do say that, and I advocate that Canberra is more than politics, but that is why yeah. we're here. Sure. We are built here because of that. So, therefore, instead of rejecting it, you need to embrace it. Yep. Um, but also acknowledging the other side of it. So Canberra is built for public servants. It yep. is for public servants. And in that regard, that creates positives and that creates negatives. Mm. And one of those negatives, in my opinion, is not addressing um, and not catering towards the younger Canberrans yep. um, better. Um, but then the positive side of that is looking at, at, at how it accommodates 18 to 35-year-olds Canberra is fantastic at that because of the yeah. APS. Yeah, because sure. Because it's so interconnected. And Canberrans are very good at talking about politics and religion and anything that's going on in the news because sure. so the we're stuff so, you wouldn't normally talk about. No, not at a dinner party. Oh my gosh, I've gotten in so much trouble doing that in the past where I want to talk about those things. And I yep. think Canberra, you just naturally do because we talk about it every single day and we deal with it. Even if you're not in the APS, yeah. you deal with it. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, it creates. We, we just naturally do that and it makes you we, us very self-aware but sometimes opinionated and sometimes arrogant because we think we know the answer. Sure, okay. Um, wanted to like keep thinking about Canberra and I guess the, the experience of moving to Canberra for a public mm. service job or maybe just, I guess, having moved to Canberra for uni and transitioning into a public service job. Mm. Um, in your current role, you're working in real estate mm. um, and do you have any sort of advice for the transition in sort of to – either like finding a share house or finding somewhere to live in Canberra for people who might be new here? So, look, I have to talk about it from a story point of view, not from an advice point of view. I'm yep. a sales agent. So I typically, I, my job is to sell and to, to sell property and help buyers buy property. Yeah. Um, however, we do dabble in the property management because we have to. So we can know certain things. And from my experience as a person who has done share housing here and has done renting here as well, yep. I can speak on that behalf. Um, so... Share housing in Canberra is is a fantastic idea. I don't think there's a good enough platform yet. Flatmates.com is a good one, I guess, but yeah. um, there isn't really like a good network to find a share house other than the Facebook and the flatmates.com. Sure. And there are Facebook groups and that oh, sort of thing. Oh, there is. For, yep. they, they've yep. literally created sub-communities sub and there are some departments yeah. I've even heard that create Facebook groups wow, to okay. find and help each other yeah, do all yep. that sort of thing. So it's definitely that. Um, my best piece of advice, and my friends just recently went through the share house find, yep. is – it's really annoying and I'm so sorry to my friend property managers out there, but annoy them. Annoy them because yep. that'll show you're more eager mm, than anything okay. else. Um, we're the most expensive place to rent in Australia because of our yeah. salaries. Yep. Um, so it, it, it does create a lot of stiff competition, nothing like Sydney. Sure. We are ve Tenants are the most protected tenants in Australia as well. So we're the most mm. expensive, but you have the most rights. Yeah. So it works hand in hand. Um, I guess my piece of advice in regards to renters would be to be to you don't have to. It's not dating. It's not online dating, and you don't have yeah. to be scared to be desperate here. Sure. Show your desperation. Show your desperation because that'll get you a foot in the door rather than being like I'm too cool. Like I don't need this place. Sure. And um, 
show the, show the real estate agent. You're like, no, I need this property because chances are they probably will help you. If it's not that property, it'll be another property because they've got a whole yeah. backlog of people constantly moving, of leaving, of breaking lease. And they might be like, hang on, there was that person or that group that needed that place. I'll see if they're still available. Show your eager because yep. that'll be and – sh- and obviously treat them with respect. Please don't be mean to your property managers. Yep. Sometimes they're just acting on behalf of the of the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually who they are. Um, so that would be my best piece of advice and yep. vet vet your potential housemates. Sure. I have okay. been caught out on that before where I haven't vetted uh, okay. and I've ended yep. in bad situations. Sure. So go out for coffee together, have a chat, yep. learn your boundaries um, because sometimes that might mean – Three months down the track, it's, it's like when you date someone and you date for three months and then you start realising all the red flags and you're like, oh, this isn't mm. someone I want to date. Same principle. Yep. Want to find that out. Sure. Yeah. Correct. Um, and is it good to start looking a little bit earlier? I know like in our last episode, yes. Tom talked about moving to Canberra and I think he started looking maybe a, a few weeks before he moved. Oh, or my God, no. I would, that, look, I would look, look two a months. a bit in advance? Two yeah. months. Okay. Two months because even though it'll move quickly, um, it's usually within a week that stuff – well, you'd hope so. I think the average for our office at the moment is 14 days on market and wow. that'll okay. fluctuate from everywhere across across the capital. Yep. Uh, but it makes it sound like the Hunger Games when I say the capital <laughs> – but, um, yeah, look, the average is a very quick turnover here. Yep. Um, but I would say to get an idea of where your budget lies because budgets are crucial. Okay. The cheapest place to rent in Canberra is the Belconnen region okay. because that's fundamentally more apartments. Sure. The most expensive is um, the inner south um, and the inner north. Those are the inner south is more expensive than the inner north, but the inner south yep. is the most expensive, but it's the one the grads want to go to the most uh, because it's close. Yeah, because okay. it's close to all the departments, sure. or yep. majority of the departments anyway. But my, my, I think I've said this in a TikTok. Look out because everything yep. is achievable within twenty minutes in Canberra. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's pretty incredible. It's not. It's not Sydney. It's You're not from Sydney, Sydney, aren't you? From Sydney. Yeah. So it's <laughs> I'm not so Sydney. Different, yeah. yeah. It's so. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm clapping again. I'm just so excited. Um, yeah, you're from Sydney. So, like, I think my cousin, she goes, it takes me two hours to get, like, like 10 kilometres. And I'm like, ew. Oh, yeah, look, it took me 20 minutes to get to uni and that was, like, two suburbs away. So, if you can afford to have a car, it'll open up the opportunities of rentals way more. The se- yeah, um, sure. The, the South Canberra area, which gets a lot of flack, and I'm a North Sider and I'm saying that. Okay. Um the, the south side of Canberra is the cheapest area, is one of the cheapest, biggest region. Yep. But Belconnen is the cheapest suburb. Okay, sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, okay. For share house possibilities, um, yeah, you'd probably want to look in the south of Canberra. Yep. Just be, um, they tend to be older houses, but bigger blocks. Sure. Yeah, okay. So there's so, a few different options there. It's not it's just all the inner north, the inner correct. south that you have to look for. Places. Get an, yeah, like reach out to a rent, uh, maybe not a rental agent, but re- reach out to someone who might be Canberran, who you know of, even if it's someone who you might not be very close with, and just say, hey, like, I'm, I need to rent somewhere. Can you point me in the right direction? Kingston's the easy answer, and Kingston is the is one of the most expensive places. Yeah. So everyone goes, oh, I'd love to live in Kingston. Um, and you're like, great, cool. Do you have $750 a week for like a one or two beddy? No. 
No, okay. Yeah. Let's just let's let's look wider then. Let's yep. let's look in Yarralumla. Let oh, that's still in the inner south, but let's look at Chifley. Let's sure. look at Philip. Let's look at all these other places that are ten to fifteen minute drives. Yeah. And with the development happening in Canberra at the moment, the amount of stock we're bringing on, it's ridiculous. And there's so many opportunities. So yeah, yeah, that's my plug for work. <laughs> Well, Bree, we've gone into APS, we've gone into real estate, yep. um, we've we've got to know you in detail. Now Ooh. we're going to get to know you very quickly. Uh, uh, in my hand, I've oh got, my god, I've got a, a deck of cards with questions oh, is that on what them. You have? <laughs> That's right, deck cards of questions, rapid fire. We've got two minutes to get through as many questions okay. as we can. Are you ready? I'm stressed, but I'm ready. Okay, let's all right, go. All right, okay. Let's do it. Uh, so first question, what is an interesting fact that nobody knows about you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, I can put my hands behind myself and like, do, like, the human skipping rope. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we won't get you to demonstrate. No, we're in a studio. We're in a studio. We're in a studio. we got two minutes. All right. Um, what inspired your career trajectory? Um, stuffing up, I want to swear, but stuffing up and then redirecting and one door closing and a window opening. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite way to unwind after a long day? can't say that. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's a bit like, it's just like, well, like the classic girl thing, which is like uh, people with uh, breasts. Um, and that's all I'll say. Okay. Right? All right. <laughs> so yes, that would be how I word that. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite city in Australia? Um, the obvious answer is Canberra. The mm-hmm. less obvious answer is Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite season and why? Autumn. Canberra awesome. is the best at autumn. Prove me wrong. Any other city, prove me wrong. Canberra is the best at autumn. Canberra is awesome in, in autumn. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, and it, that's where all of our focus of, like, festivals and everything goes as it's well. It's true. It sort of dies off in winter. <laughs> yeah, well, to me, it comes across, like, um, Game of Thrones where it's like, winter's coming. It's so coming. we have to jam in as much as we possibly can it's before true. we go into hibernation. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, next question. What is a don't that you've done during your career? I wore black lipstick to work once, and oh that was goodness. the biggest mistake wow. of my life. It wasn't, what you I, um, about that? No, but my team was just like, go to the bathroom and take that off. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. They were right. Okay, okay, sure. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, apart from obviously the best place we live right now, uh, where would it be? It's not the best. It's just it's, it's, like, it's better than what people think. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, where would I live? Um, I would, oh, honestly, oh, my uh, Rapid, rapid, Brie. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, Greece, easily. Greece, easily. Okay. Santorini, Santorini. All right, all right. last question. Uh, what is the most interesting thing you've learned recently? I've recently learned about the five voices and your inner saboteur. Oh, okay. That's our two minutes. Um, there's so many things I want I to feel find stressed. out more I'm about. Sweating. <laughs> so, I'm sweating. That's right. That was that was a, a good rapid fire Do you feel stressed? Around. I feel stressed. I, a little bit. I don't know. I think you had the harder job, right? I just had to ask the question. I feel like you were like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. We're both extroverts. I think we were absorbing each other's it's, energy just it's okay. It's okay. I also really wanted to ask the superior side of Canberra, north or south. I can't answer that as the secretary. All right. All right. I can't answer that. Let's go back to, to tell us the most interesting thing you learned. You said was the five voices. What's, yeah. what's that about? The five voices is um, learning about how your leadership skills are and learning about what um, your are your strongest suits. And we had a lock away session um, at LJ Hooker Gungala. 
and <laughs> look us up. And we had a lockaway session and um, we did this quiz, um, my boss Troy, like, and got us all to do it. Yep. And it was about 85 questions, a bit like a disc profile. And then it spoke about like how, you're, how you cope when you get stressed, yep. what you're like when you're angry. Wow, so okay. then like you can actually like we can recognize how and then we talked about each other's ones because we could see them all up on the screen. Oh, sure. And then so it said like I am and they give you names for it and it sounds really cool. Okay. Um, Which voice are you? I well, no surprise, I'm a communicator. Okay. Um okay. so that's between five. So it's a communicator, a pioneer, a creative, a guardian, and a healer. And they're stuff. all cool names. Yeah, hey? and yeah. you're you're all five of them, but some are like the top okay, three are, are the most more. prominent. Yeah, sure. So I'm a communicator, a creative, and a yep. pioneer. Yep. And they were just like, you like talking to people, you like collaborating, but you're not very good at the detail. And I was just like, mm-hmm, that stacks up. So, um, but then they said, when you get stressed, you tend to overthink, step back. And then self or like try to, um, what's the word, disassociate by either overeating um, or social media stimulation or something because you don't want to deal with it. Um, And I was just like, oh, my God, I feel so seen. Um, And so, but it helps us also when we're in stressful situations. I'm called a cyber warfare person. Wow. Wow. It's so interesting. What does that mean? But other people are known as the Hulk and there's right, other ones okay. known as the Sniper and stuff. And it's like the Sniper is when like if you're about to kick off, right, and you look at like you've looked yep. at someone and you're just going to shoot them. You're just right, like okay. I and you just blow up at them. That's the Sniper. A cyber yep. warfare person is like I'm going to let everyone know you've pissed me off. Oh, okay. Like it's how we naturally go about our stressful situations. Sure. So then someone can be like, okay, Bree's actually not mad that's just how brie projects her her anger or stress okay so therefore and then also recognizing okay well brie would need to talk about it straight away whereas there might be other people who might need a couple hours a couple days maybe a week to actually step back Mm. see the logic or see the other side and so those five voices in that lockup really taught us about our leadership styles and our stress points that's fantastic. Mm. Is that something which like people can find out for themselves? Like yeah, five yeah. Voices, or a disc profile as well as something oh, else you disc, mentioned? Yeah, disc profile was really good. Again, my boss Troy made me do that. So he could, yep. he doesn't base it on you and says that's all you are, but sure. he just does it as because he doesn't know who you are, right, when he first meets you. So he yeah. goes, I want to see how your inner workings of your brain go. Mm. So he gets us to go like an answer again. It's another multiple choice question and yep. the disc profile is like it's a graph and you yep. can't get it wrong. You can never get sure. the disc profile. You can it's, never get the five voices wrong. Yeah, okay. Which I think cognitive testing sometimes in the APS makes you think that you can get stuff wrong. Yeah, You're never okay. wrong. Right. There's no wrong No, sort of wrong there's disc no wrong, wrong things voice. in a cognitive. Yep. Yep. And I think because of the competitiveness, I think that's where mm. it's misconstrued. Sure. Um, so, yeah, like so you answer these questions and so typically for sales agents on a disc profile, this is just general speaking, everyone yep. is different. And you can be excelling in other, in like in different ways. Typically, a sales agent in um, in sales will have a medium to high D, a high I, a lower S, and a lower C. So it yep. spikes and then drops. People with high D um, are people that are very direct, um, don't need much explanation, but just mm. want to get stuff done. Yep. Very directive. High I people are high communicators, inquisitive people, as we yep. call them. Um, always up for a chat, which in sale, which in a real estate world is a lot of us. So we just chat forever. Sure. High um, sort of S is f- so 
high D and high I is for sales agents. Typically an yep. S and a C are typically better at um, procedure, um, following like um, SOPs. <laughs> I haven't had to use an SOP in a couple of years, but I still love an SOP sometimes. Um, and it's very procedure based and can sometimes yep. be a bit anxious with change. And so learning how we do that as well actually helps me approach when I have to list and sit down with people and understand mm. who they are. Cause then I can automatically start, okay, well they might be high I or they might be high S or C. And that helps me actually approach how we then sell your property. Yeah. Cause people who don't like change, then need to sell their property. That's the that's big biggest change. change. Big change yeah. the biggest change. So you have to approach it differently. Sure. So yeah, that's um yeah. So I I'm typically high D and high I. My sister is probably more high S and C, but yeah, with okay. a bit of D in there as well. Okay. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. Maybe we rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> sure. But uh, but okay. So understanding yeah that that sort of thing mm. is five voices they're helpful things to know yeah for for anyone in their career yeah you, yeah. yeah there's a few free ways of doing it but yeah. obviously the proper way and then the way to get the most information is yeah. to pay but right, sure there are good ones out there that are free yeah i might yeah. try and link some in the show notes or yeah, something maybe. if you can find them yeah yeah for sure Bree, thanks so much for being on the show today. There's been so many things that I've learned. Um, Thank you. Including don't wear black lipstick to work. I'll make sure I don't do that. Yeah, in good. The yep, I, yep. I saw you buying it earlier before we recorded. So just yep. not get out of the All car. Right, right. Get this, out of the car. It's not going to happen. Um, but no, thank you again. Bree, where can our listeners find you if they want to? find you on socials or the TikTok. Yeah. Thankfully I have tried to keep it as easy as possible. So yeah. um, it's either Brie.Jean or it's Brie underscore Jean one nine eight. That's my Instagram, my TikTok um, for my, uh, for my real estate stuff. It's uh, Brie Williams. Um, I liked, <laughs> I do have a last name. Um, so Brie Williams um, with LJ Hooker Gun Garland. Um, and I sell across all Canberra though, just cause I mean like my office is in Gun Garland. I'm, I think I'm about to sell Sell a property in Benithan. So I don't even know where that is. Is <laughs> that's deep south. Okay, that's okay. deep, deep south. All right, so right. until I have been in Canberra, that yeah, long it's yet. okay. We'll go. We'll go for a drive. Maybe you'll buy it. That, maybe I will. Yeah, I don't know. I um, <laughs> feel like you're stressed already. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I buy into the the north south thing yet, but I'm a bit more of a north kind of okay. guy right now. All right now, right. we'll see. Right. We'll see. Uh, but be sure to check out Brie on the platforms she just mentioned. And Brie, thank you so much for a great conversation. Thank you for having me. And I've just noticed your lanyard very APS of you. Well done. I did forget to set my lanyard off before the podcast. <laughs> You've Hopefully done it's well. Not you can't around. see it. He's followed the policy. That's it's right. great. I, I have the lanyard on. You can trust me. I'm a true public servant. He is. He is. You can trust him, guys. So keep listening to this podcast. It's fantastic for the Canberra community. Thank you. Well, thanks again to listening to that conversation. Um, there was so much that I enjoyed. It's actually really hard to pick a highlight of what was the, the best part. I love love the questions segment at the end. Well, that's it for this episode. But if you would like more Gradcast content, and particularly Gradcast content featuring Bree, you can check out our socials at Gradcast. Check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, and you'll also find some more relevant content for APS grads, current or aspiring. Grandcast is produced by Content Group, sponsored by the Commonwealth Superannuation Corporation. And we'll be back soon with more stories, tips, and insights. Thanks for tuning in, and bye for now. Listener.